All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Rabbit Hole Show. Um, hope everyone's had a good week. Uh, this week, episode twenty-four, uh, we got a good buddy, uh, Shabazz. Uh, welcome. Glad to uh, have you on here, bud. What's up? What's up, man? Appreciate you for having me. Uh, of course. Um, so yeah, we were just talking a little before uh, about your story and, uh, it's, you know, a lot of people would have given up, uh, and thrown in the towel, uh, and you didn't, um, to talk to us, you know, share, uh, with our listeners, you know, a little bit about Shabazz and who you are. So I'm going to start with, uh, I would say more so than anything now I've become somebody who just wants you to be comfortable in your own skin. Because I think if you're comfortable in your own skin, I think you're going to make decisions that are best for you and only you. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters. And I don't really concern myself with other people. And I try to focus on the people around me because I think that's enough for me to handle. You know what I'm saying? So uh, long story short, about my mental health, uh, I played basketball for four years at App State. And in my fourth year at App State, um, I was involved in a car crash after I graduated in October, that following October after I graduated in May, that kind of changed my life from a young college athlete living in the limelight, you know, thinking this world revolves, revolves around him, his shit don't stink kind of attitude and mm -hmm. into, uh, oh man, you got to lock in and, you know, want to be and strive to be better than, you know what I'm saying, what you believe or what society may believe or whatever people try to tell you who you're supposed to be. So I basically just made a complete 180, started reading from, you know, I still play video games, but I started reading. I started, you know what I'm saying? Like caring about my actions and, you know, calculating my actions, my next move and understanding like the people around me can be just like, oh, we can't, I can't just be at the club with you. Like, can I be, you know what I'm saying? In the library with you. Can we, you know what I'm saying? read books can we drink together again can we read together can we go talk about this cryptocurrency together and you know what i'm saying talk about these girls yeah i feel like it goes hand in hand but like i felt like a lot of people wasn't like that so basically i locked in with myself um i took started taking my relationship more serious um and you know my life completely changed after that and I take that and i chalk that to god you know what i'm saying he he more so than anything challenged me and at the right time, woke me up, I think. Yeah, and he does that for all of us. He woke me up, you know, a way I didn't think would be possible, but uh, everyone's wake-up call and story is different, and it's how you respond. And as you said, can we go to the library and read? Can we do this? You know, and we don't need to be at the club. You know, there's more to life than just going to the club, chasing the girls, and, you know, wasting your life when you could be doing more positive things like you said, reading and reading, you know, changed your life. Uh, so talk to us a little bit, if you don't mind, uh, prior to basketball, what got you into basketball and, uh, what was Shabazz's life like growing up for our listeners? Um, cause we were talking before a lot of people, you know, don't have, um, certain struggles or that's never even crossed their minds. So if you don't mind sharing a little bit about that, and uh life prior to basketball and what got you into basketball yeah so basically um before basketball bas bas uh life for me it was just like kind of confusing in a sense like a lot of times like i said god always had his way of challenging me and for me i, I looked at it as challenges not like i was a victim or like man why me i was like all right so <laughs> my mom is on drugs and i was adopted and i was like well how can I handle this? Can I be a victim or can I just go about life every day with that energy? Like, man, hey, it just, this could be my last day. You know what I'm saying? But I'm here. So I'm going to come with some energy. And that's how I've always been. And I just know that I used to try at least to be happy, like within myself, with, the, with my situation, even though it wasn't the best. And I've seen people pass that went to my middle school and that scared me. You know what I'm saying? I've seen uh drive-bys which what drove my mom away from that area that scared me you know what i'm saying and i grew up in south Bend, yeah. indiana being from born in chicago and the areas two areas were known to be 
you know, you know, rough. So I'm just basically navigating and trying to keep my nose clean because I knew ultimately, you know, you always, everybody want their shot. Every little kid dream. You know, I never knew that I would ever be playing on TV or anything like that, but I knew that I wanted to do something and my situation right then and there, and it wasn't going to find, you know what I'm saying, where I would end up. So my mm -hmm. struggles and with my, I was adopted at eight, moved from South Bend to North Carolina at 13. Um, that's when I started picking up the basketball and that's what really changed my life. But I mean, I just had to basically try to steer steer myself in the right direction like i couldn't be a follower i couldn't just say hey like they got there going to smoke and skip school like why don't i go do that i had to oh you going to school you lame you know that's what they used to say oh you yeah. doing you know what i'm saying you got your books out you lame you reading you lame like but i'm like i'm trying to go to college but you have to yeah. go against the grain to you know what i'm saying get to where you want to get to so it was some challenges but yeah uh and for me, I succumbed to that peer pressure a lot and uh, had to have the hard wake up call last year to really reevaluate and take a look at my life and lifestyle and be like, is this really how I want to live the rest of my life? And until then, you know, I wasn't going anywhere. It was just chasing the next fix, whether that was a girl, drugs, uh, job, you know, just always thinking I was never enough, but that next thing was going to make me enough, but it never did until mm. I was able to learn how to love myself and be content by myself and work on myself. Was I, you know, I wasn't going to do anything until that happened. And, you know, over this past year, I've really been working on that. And as you said, one day at a time, and that's something I'm a firm believer in you're not promised tomorrow you can't undo the past so taking what i have and making the most of it and not getting sidetracked like you know we were talking about uh and really following your dreams and aspirations in life because only you can get there you know no one knows you better than you and you gotta go get it mm -hmm. um so you're in raleigh 13 basketball comes you know a factor, you know, you start playing, um, talk to us about that age 13 in basketball and how was that, uh, for you in life and kind of, you know, a way out of where you were. Um, mm -hmm. so for me, uh, I, I, I was not good at basketball in the beginning, like people making fun of me and I took it personal though. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna show them. So basically I started <laughs> working out and like taking it serious. And I just came back my eighth grade year. I was like one of the better players on the team. And I was like, man, I might be able to do this. And I got with this team and we trained all the time and we were working out 24 seven. And uh, I eventually went to this school in Maryland, which where I read class. And over there, I was, I was with this top five, one of the top five players in the country at the time on my team. And I was hanging out with him every day. So I'm thinking in my head, man, I'm top five. You know what I'm saying? So my, the attitude, the confidence was there. And I had grit. You know what I'm saying? I worked hard. Yep. And, you know what I'm saying? And and more so than anything, I loved the game. So any, any chance I got to go out there and play against, you know what I'm saying, the top players, I, I did whatever I could to show, show that. So over time, ended up traveling uh, everywhere around the country to play. And I took advantage of those opportunities and eventually I was able to accumulate like 20 plus offers over my high school years, uh, spent three years at Nightdale, uh, went to one of the top schools in the country at the time. And there's still one of the top schools in the country, Huntington Prep, my senior mm -hmm. year. And that's what led me to app and all of that built up my whole career. So how, how was your time at app? You know, you talk about being an athlete there, student athlete. And, you know, the fame and all that stuff, did that ever get to your head? Um, or did you still have the mindset? Uh, what, or what was your mindset? Uh, with, you know, everyone wants to go to the NBA. Um, so talk to us about that. Oh, um, it was kind of tough, to be honest, because nobody took basketball serious. So I was basically I was man, I used to work out by myself, like 
like the teammates, like I used to hear some of the conversations and no knock to them. I love them. They're my brothers, but it's true. You know what I'm saying? They, you'll be talking to them and man, I, I'm chilling for the rest of the week. it will be like, we'll get off on a Thursday or something in the summer and they chilling for the rest of the week. I'm thinking in my head, man, I, if we had a workout, I'll go shoot later, ball handling something. If I had to go by myself, I'll go by myself because I just knew that that's what it took to get to where I wanted to go. And I, I enjoyed app as far as like the students and everything like that i made it what it was but like i wish it was a little bit more diverse truth be told like it to me it wasn't much more much diverse and that kind of i mean by my sophomore year i wanted to transfer but the only reason why i didn't because i had to sit out truth be told but okay i app was fun it's just it wasn't diverse enough for me truthfully and that and that that does play a big factor um in life and uh kind of how the world has been changing and the way people view other people which should never be but that's how the world is unfortunately and i i agree uh apps not as diverse uh unless you're an athlete um and it shouldn't be that way so how how was that well i only i ran into some trouble sometimes but after a while honestly it was probably like once or twice i ran into some trouble because people knew me after a while but i know other people who kind of had some friction but i mean thankfully people knew who i was and i didn't have to like deal with stuff like that too much but i just think that i don't know i, I don't know i feel like it's hard to make a school diverse you know what i'm saying so i, I don't i don't really say i have anything bad to say about app i just wish that it was more diverse there's nothing really bad about it. It's just not diverse. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I was there three and a half years. I agree. Yeah. Um, so you graduate at, um, you know, basketball's still um, in sight. Uh, talk to us about basketball and kind of post-college when, you know, what Shabazz is doing um, basketball-wise right after college. So um, after I graduated, um, I hired an agent, tried to get things going in, in a professional world. Um, what happened? So after I graduated that following October, that's when that car accident happened. And yeah. when I say it changed my life, it changed my life in a sense of the books and uh, wanting to take life more serious and value my time. So that's when I started reading. And throughout that time, I was going through a tough time in basketball when in October I played for, oh, I was with the October 31st. I was with the, um, the what is it, Atlanta Skyhawks, made their roster after a week. Um, I was playing well, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I was really doing my thing and I was like really thankful and hopeful. And I'm like, yeah, like I can actually do this. Like I, I'm this close to the NBA because I just knew that if I get in the game, like, 20 minutes, bro. I'm going to get like 20 points. I knew mm-hmm. that I would because I'm a flamethrower. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't need yeah. like to dribble. Like, I, at the time, I was all I did had to do was shoot because those guys out there, they dribble for you. <laughs> I'm going to go shoot and play defense. That's what I knew what I had to do. And the coaches, that's what they like. And, I, and yeah. I'm fine with being a 3 and D guys. People in the league right now doing that. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I know I can make the league because I was going to play defense. If I didn't have to play offense, I was going to play defense. People are like, oh, you didn't play defense at no shit. I had to score 50. <laughs> like, come on now. Who's, who's playing defense when you got to score 50? So yeah. I, I was hopeful and I was, you know, just excited for the opportunity. And then I got cut for a big man because we actually only had one big man, which I didn't know how they made a roster for one big man. But, yeah, they cut me for a big man. And uh, I ended up getting signed. I was out for a month, got signed with uh, – the Rockets G League team, Rio Grande Valley, um, flew out there. I was playing well. Uh, I was enjoying it. It was a good, good time. Uh, I ended up playing, I was it three or four games, two games I played in. I had 10 points and I only played, okay, there you go. and I played 10 minutes. So I told you I'm a bucket now. I told <laughs> yeah. you, all I need was a little time out there. It was over for me. So yeah. I'm, I'm on my high horse at the time. Cause the coach, the coach is messing with me. So I'm in, I'm getting in like, and if you if I was to watch it, be, it wasn't nothing special. It was just me just in the game. Oh, I'm over. Shoot. Cash. Doing doing what you know you got to do. Yeah, it was it was like I made the game easy. And after that Christmas break, man, my coach, uh, not my coach, my uh, my agent was like, hey, man, I got a, a contract for you in Russia. And I was like, Russia. He's like, yeah, man, 50K. And I was like, 
Oh man, that's a lot of money. For me, I was thinking in my head, that's a lot of money. Five months. I was like, ah, that's, I was thinking all this stuff. And he he I kind of was nervous because I felt like the Rockets was a good situation. I was thinking in my head, like, I thought this was the goal. Like we kept talking about the league. I'm like, I'm right here. I can play here, get summer league, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, I could hoop. And he yeah. and, and he like, nah, let's go to Russia. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're going to Russia. So I'll pull out, pill out to Russia on like the 27th of December, get there. I actually I fly to Georgia, the country Georgia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I fly to Georgia for training camp for two weeks. And we get there and everything was smooth. And uh long story short, I get there in, in Russia. Five months later, I end up playing one game. And that's when my basketball fire in that one game I had almost 20 points. So I was still like after five months of not playing, I'm a bucket. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I just yeah. came in and just getting and this is because of all on the strength of like who I was as a person and a strong will I have to like, no matter what, you can't take it away from me. Yeah. And people get, if you get it misconstrued when somebody hear you say, oh yeah, I'm done playing basketball, like professionally, like, oh, like where your fire at? I had my fire. Like, yeah, there's my, more to life than just basketball. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just not going to keep like putting myself in this situation and, and I don't even like it. Like, yeah, in all honesty, and the way this my situations went, my following year in Russia, I go to the same team with a different coach, and he's worse. He's he he is terrible. Like the the whole situation was terrible. Like it wasn't what he said it was. Everything was a lie. I'm I'm living in my out my bag for three months in the hotel, or no, a month and a half in the hotel. Just bouncing around and carrying bags, and yeah, like I'm just like living like a nomad. Like I like I'm. The bed is small. I'm sleeping next to my teammate for a month and a half. I'm like, this is not like what I anticipated. I'm 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 thinking I'm gonna be at home. Like I'm yeah. at a place where I can say, hey, like if I want to tell my family to come visit, they can come visit. I can't yeah. even do that because I'm jumping everywhere. Like I'm bouncing around. So like my experience overseas, that was those two years, and then the third year I was in Finland. Kind of, it was a, it was a team that was going through some things and. They pulled me over there and was hoping that I could help them. And I and they didn't feel like I, I could help them. So I basically, they wanted me to stay for an extra month to see if things work out. And I was like, you know what? Just get my ticket to the crib. Yeah, because so at, at that point, did you? Oh, yeah. They added another know? player at that time, too. They added, it was, so it was four imports. And basically, they said, give me a, a month. Then they'll reevaluate. And then I was like. Like, nah, you got four imports, bro. Just go ahead. Like, so what's going on in your head during this whole time there? Like mentally, like your mental health, how is that? Like you're living out of, you know, three, all your luggage you're carrying around from, you know, hotel to hotel. You don't have a place to call home. You're sleeping in small cramped spots with teammates. Uh, You, you're trusting your agent uh, and coronavirus your- i have coronavirus in russia and i'm sick to my stomach but i'm so nervous to even say uh hey i have corona because i will get cut yes they will cut you for not playing if you're sick wow yeah like they're over there oh if you're sick you better watch it because you have to sit out two weeks remember 10 days so yeah. like they think yeah. in their head in those 10 days they can replace you so people, while everybody thinking like, oh, yeah, overseas is the greatest. Like, why you quit? You get sick. Like, you're like, like you might be sent home. You know what I'm saying? So, like, so every day, every day is on edge, kind of, it sounds like, for you, not knowing what the next, you know, day can yeah, hold. Not knowing what the de- next day can hold. And those people are like, they were very, like, controlling in a sense where they want to control everything. Like, you can't just go out and get dinner without somebody saying, Oh, we saw you left the hotel last night. Like, what? Like, I can't. I'm grown as hell. I'm 25 years old at the time. Like, I'm 25 years old. I can go get me a damn hamburger if I want a hamburger. Yeah. But it's like a problem with everything you do. And people think like, oh, man, why are you doing it? I'm like, oh, bro. Like, I'm not. I'm not a kid. And I'm not going to be treated like a kid. And I'm not somebody that does not have value. And I won't be treated as if I don't have value. So in the meantime, you guys go your way and I'll go my way. Simple as that. And, and I mean, that take, as you were saying, a lot of people are like, well, why'd you quit? Did you, you know, give up? Did you not have the, a lot of people don't know about, you know, the toll it takes on an individual 
overseas and how political it is. And you're having to put your trust in an agent. Um, and a lot of agents, you know, are just about the money and not in your best interest as a player, an individual human being. So how does how is that, you know, looking back now, not playing, I'm sure there's a lot of things you would have done differently. Um, but what's the biggest growth you've had um, from, you know, your basketball experience, you know, app and uh, overseas and, you know, in the G League and stuff? I'm be honest. There's not one thing I, I wish I would have did more in basketball, except shoot more. Swear to God, because even with CB3, I start off one for five or one for four or one for two and I stop shooting. Fuck that. If you're a young boy and you have confidence, you're going to go far. And if you have skill and confidence, you'll go far. I always, that always kind of wavered with me. So I wish I would have shot more. That's it. But uh, the basketball has taught me like one, not to be so uh, one track minded. Cause a lot of times, like I said, when we talked a little bit earlier, where in my community, everyone thinking like, oh, this is all I got. There's nothing else I could do. This is it. But if you really, if you're saying that, basically you're, you're, you're downplaying who you are and what you stand for. Because if you can't make it without this one thing, then who, who, who is that? What is that to say about you? That's what I looked at as is. That, you can't tell me I can't make it without basketball. Because long story short, I can build me a basketball kind of you know, organization. In my head, mm-hmm. in my head, that's my kind of ability so if you think of yourself and you putting this kind of information in yourself then you can build you something that's worthy of much more than just that basketball that you can pass on for generations yeah because uh you have to believe in yourself and you can't as you said downplay and say this is the only thing i have because if that's your mindset then you're not going to go far in life because everything comes to an end eventually and then once that comes to an end what's your next step? You know, you have to be prepared. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you doing now that, um, you know, you're not playing basketball, you know, you're very smart, you know, reading changed your life. You said, so what's Shabazz doing now? And what does life look like for you post basketball? Basically now I'm a entrepreneur slash investor, whatever you want to call me. Um, at the time, my first real investment was stocks, uh, pandemic hit. You know, if you, you know, you get rich in in the uh, in the uh, down the the what do you call them the the recessions. It, mm-hmm. It's very true because that pandemic, uh, putting all the money in the stocks was one of the biggest things you could do, and then that wouldn't have happened without me branching out and doing something different. Where my community probably looked at me a little weird. Some of my friends were like, "Bro, why are you reading a book?" You know what I'm saying? Like some people might say that it's crazy that you know sometimes people be like, "Man." Ain't nobody saying that to you, but they will. Like, people will say that. You kind of might double check, like, damn, man, why am I reading this damn book? You know what I'm saying? Like, if you let it, if you allow it to get in there. So I started doing little different things. And I was like, man, I started, like, really gaining a lot from these books. And I started getting addicted. I started reading book after book after book. And I was 15 deep by the end of the year. So that has drove me to start investing into real estate. and. Now I own three properties. And at the time, even when I was going through the Russia stuff, this is why it's important to read and learn and educate yourself because I still made a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. So without that money, where would I be? Like without that money and invested into the right stuff, where, where would I be? So with my reading and stuff, I researched and I felt like real estate was the avenue I wanted to go in. So I bought my first property. Um, what what it was 2020 and then a year after that we got another one and this year 2022 got another one so but this year i'll probably get two or three there you go yeah yeah so basketball and sports aren't everything there's more to life uh yeah you know and reading and expanding your knowledge and who you surround yourself with community you know you're gonna have people that are gonna you know make fun of you or judge mm-hmm. you but you can't let that deter you from what you want your life to be because at the end of the day you're in control of your own life Mm -hmm. you got to go and do what you want to do and what's best for you even if you have those people you know questioning your movements and what you're doing you can't let that deter you because if you do you know life's not going to be lived to its fullest potential as it could be and 
like for me last year, you know, waking up off life support, you know, a month prior to that, you know, facing prison time, mm. you know, it unfortunately took me those two big wake up calls, you know, and I had a lot more wake up calls prior to that, that I neglected to do anything about and thought, you know, that was normal and really had to reevaluate myself over this past year and make a change and, um, you know, change or teach myself new, uh, routines, ones that people look at and do daily basis, you know, just sleep hygiene and, um, mm-hmm. eating three meals a day and <laughs> eight hours of sleep, uh, just things that I never did because of the lifestyle and all the negative and beliefs and self-doubt I had in myself and didn't ever see anything more to life than getting that next fix or comparing myself to everybody else. And, Oh, I should be here, but I'm not. Why am I not here? Well, if you take a step back, I could tell you why I wasn't there was how I was living and the choices I was making and hearing, uh, those voices and, you know, people judging me and taking all those to heart and believing them. And, you know, last year happened, but I wouldn't change last year because it made me have to reevaluate my life and be like, what do I want out of life? Cause I'm not getting anything out of life right now. I'm only hurting myself and bringing those around me down because of my lifestyle. Um, so yeah, it's who you surround yourself with and, um, being true to yourself and knowing who you are and being able to love yourself. I agree. One of the biggest things that people overlook, they kind of get it misconstrued too. Like when you say who you're around, they always think like, oh, they have to be in person. But like you can be listening to a book and that person can feel like they're right next to you. Or like mm-hmm. if you're listening to these podcasts and you're really understanding this information and understanding that people go through things and people overcome them. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people, they always oh man like ponder and like why me i can't do this i can't do that this is going to be hard that's going to be hard Mm -hmm. i've never seen anybody do that instead of like oh man i can do that that look easy i can conquer you know what i'm saying instead of changing like your kind of statements like it's always this automatic like put down but if you kind of start listening to these podcasts and reading some books you'll feel as if even though if you might may not have like people around you that can influence you you will still feel influenced with these podcasts and these different avenues to learn. Correct. Like we were talking last, uh, earlier, like last night I was having a lot of anxiety, something I still, you know, deal with. Um, and instead of going and dealing with that anxiety, how I used to, you know, I put on a sermon, listen to that, put on some relaxing, you know, music, some Christian music and got positive, you know, thoughts and, uh, things going into my head to able to calm down and know, Hey, this is going to pass. It's not going to last forever. What what's causing this anxiety and what can I do to overcome it and not be stuck in that, um, that mindset. Whereas I always was stuck in it and never knew how to get out of it because like we said, it's who you surround yourself with. And it's not necessarily always people. It's, things you watch on TV, places you go, you know, you got to put positive things into your mind uh, to be able to learn and grow. And yeah. it sounds like you've done that, you know, and that's really helped you. Because, mm-hmm. you know, isn't it easy to get stuck? Like, it's, yeah. it's so it's so easy to get like into that, like, oh, man, like that woes me. Like, this is this is this is it. This is who I, who, you know, what it has to be. And this is what it's going to be. But I actually went through some trauma last summer that kind of like actually tr- tested myself again. And it made me realize that life was more important because I think I thought basketball was life. Well, you know what I'm saying? That's what I used mm-hmm. to think. And I realized like my brother had passed and I was over in Russia and I was like, man, honestly, after he passed, I, I kind of wanted to give it one more try because I feel like I should. But yeah. I kind of I kind of knew I was done. Like when he passed, I was like, this is this ain't it for me anymore. Like just being away from my family. I think my family is the most important thing. I, I think we don't have a lot and I want us to grow. And I think I can be spark that flame in us in a sense. Yeah, because family is everything. And, you know, I can attest to that and you can as well. But my mom was over here earlier uh, this evening and 
you know, just helping me around the house, uh, like just doing laundry and just hanging out with me. Cause I reached out to her last night and my dad saying, Hey, I'm having anxiety. Here's why I'm having anxiety. We all just pray for me and just speaking on the anxiety and bringing it out into the open. And so she came over today and was just helping around the house and, you know, just having conversations with me. And that's something we never did prior. She wanted that, but I just didn't allow it. And I texted her afterwards and said, just thank you so much. Like, I love you. Um, like, I don't know what I would do without you. Like every, every mom is the best mom to their son. You know how people say that, but I truly believe my mom is the best. And she was like, you know, you're delightful to be around. I love you so much. And she said prior, I didn't know who I was going to get. And it was, you know, uh, frightening and, and just, wasn't pleasant to be around you prior because just of your lifestyle and just how much I've seen you change over this last year and just love being around you. And I love being your mom and, you know, just having those connections and relationships with your family just mean everything because family isn't necessarily always blood. Um, I've learned Mm -hmm. that. And, but it's those who stick and support you when you're going through the thick of it, not just when you're doing good and life's going good. They're with you when you're having those bad days, those, you know, dry spells. Um, and they're there with you to rejoice and celebrate those, you know, special moments in life. But, and that's what I took for granted. And without them, I would not be here. Um, so family's everything to me. And, you know, as I just said, family's not, necessarily always blood either you know i have those close bonds with uh people that have been by my side and ones that i've met in places i've been that i call family because when i got shit going on i know who i'm going to call and who's going to be able to you know calm me down and help me work through whatever i got going on i think that's the most important knowing who you can call on because me personally i I, i'm kind of i don't know to myself a little bit more but that's because I have a strong, like, I don't know, belief system. And I think a lot of people take their life for granted. And I challenge people. Like, I see a person like, bro, the way you talk to me and what you doing, it don't match up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I am. And I I don't mean no disrespect to nobody. And that's why a lot of times people don't even like me around for real. And before I used to be all jokes and games. But now I'm going to talk to you. Like, I'm not going to sit here and... I don't want it to be a day where somebody come around me where they thinking about suicide or they think about killing somebody and I can't be like, yo, what's on your mind? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what I like to do. So when I go with my friends, I kind of get like this cold shoulder sometimes because I don't like talking about <laughs> like sports is cool and all, but like, I, I mean, I can talk about sports. Like I enjoy basketball. I enjoy football. I enjoy talking about sports here and here and there, but I want to get to, get to those you know what i'm saying what, what's going to change your life like is any area yeah. where we can grow right now anywhere we can anywhere like something we could talk about maybe that you're struggling with you know that's the kind of person i am and that's what a true like friend it. is yeah I, that's how i feel but a lot of people kind of get thrown off about it because i not only do i talk about your mental health or like what's going on with you or try to figure it out but i'm talking about money as well like how we going to invest ourselves financially Cause we can go spend this money and throw it away. If we, if, if, if I was to say, Hey, I got this, this check in, let's go spend it. You will go spend it. But like, we can't talk yeah. about how we going to get it. Yeah. And you know, that's something I used to, when I would get money, I never thought about money. I would just go spend it because of my lifestyle and habit and rent, rent comes around, bills come due and you know, yeah, I might be able to pay them, but then, I got 20 bucks in my, you know, pocket for the next week or two weeks till uh, the next paycheck comes. And that's not living because I'm not able to, you know, take care of myself. Um, And it's all about your mindset and who you surround yourself with. And, you know, having those accountability partners and true friends who are going to call you on your stuff and make you become the person that they know and want you to be and see you succeed in life. Cause a lot of people, you know, they're just there for those fun times in life. And when life gets tough, they're gone or they don't know how to live. And they're always in those tough times because they're not opening up and allowing growth uh, in their life. And, you know, growth, yeah, it comes from within, but it also comes from 
those who you surround yourself with and who are going to, you know, help you grow. So definitely. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's like, there's so many things that, that you could say about a lot of things, but it's so hard to sum this stuff up. Right. Like when you're talking about it and you're trying to like somebody going through something or like you're talking about friends and like how to handle it. And it's like so many ways you can handle it. And it's like, which one is the way? Because you're losing friends day to day because you're trying to, because if you see yourself grow, you see areas other people need, not not need help. And I'm not saying you have to do it, but I think realistically, if we're going to be friends, how can we hang around with each other and our interests are different? Like all you want to talk about is sports and all I'm trying to talk about is how we're going to grow and develop ourselves yeah. in every aspect. So like realistically, can we even be friends? Yeah. And that's something that, you know, I... I'm very social, love being around people, never met a stranger, but that's also been a downfall in my life too. And I've had to reevaluate that, you know, I didn't love myself. So I was always around people and not always around the best people uh, because of my mindset and who I believed I was and nothing on those people. But as you're saying, you got to surround yourself with like-minded and people who want to grow and aren't just stuck and content with where they're at. They want to always grow and become better as a person, leader, you know, husband, whoever, you know, there's always room to grow. Man. And I, I used to think in these days and and like in my college days, like as a young kid, I always hated to be, um, I, I hated to talk to people my age and talk to people about life because it always seemed like, why are you taking everything so serious? And I'm thinking in my head, like, bro, do you not understand that once we leave here, it's on, like it's really on. And I knew that it was on. So I kind of like already had like a something, like something brewing. Like if I, this don't work out, I'm gonna do this. You know what I'm saying? I had something brewing, but like people was, even like my ex-girlfriends and stuff like that, stuff like that, they just looked at me crazy. And even like my, my, my girlfriend now, you know, I love her to death. But in the beginning, we kind of, she kind of was even like, man, why you always gotta be so serious? But I'm like, realistically in these times in our downtime, why not pick each other brain? Why not get mm-hmm. more close to each other to where you know my next move, I know your next move. I think that's truly what love is. And that's not only, that's a different kind of love, you know what I'm saying? It's a verbal love that you can have with not only your friends, but your significant other. I think with every yeah. kind of relationship, you should have that verbal love where like we can be honest with each other and like, this is bothering me. Yeah, and it's respect too. Because exactly. if you respect someone, you want them to be the best they can be yes. and you're going to, and you're going to help them become that person, that version of themselves, because we don't always see that in ourselves. And it takes those true friends to be like, Hey, why are you doing this? You have so much potential, but you're not allowing yourself to reach that potential because you're doing X, Y, and Z. Right. And I never allowed people to do that. I was, um, you know, just living for that next fun moment. I didn't, realize how important life was and you know past college it's life is real life is hard life's going to come at you how are you going to handle it i didn't know that and i just kept you know i just made it worse and kept digging that hole until um i finally got the wake up calls i needed and now that i know and see how cruel this world is and how precious life is to where I'm able to love myself and I'm still learning how to love myself um, and who I allow into my life and um, you know, how I spend my time because time is money too. It's not just, you know, you can go out have fun, spend money, but you can also spend money on books or, you know, I went on a men's retreat this weekend that was, you know, very impactful and eye opening for me. So you can spend money, poor ways or you can spend it in ways that are going to help you grow and uh you know set you up for life mm-hmm. that's that that's that's the beautiful thing about about it all if you want it you can find it and that's what i learned i was like there's help out here like naturally like i can read a couple of books and if i am you know capable of you know i say obtaining the information then i can grow oh for sure i'm gonna keep doing it and that's why yeah. every day, at least two or three podcasts, like if you're going to listen to a whole album, you got to listen to at least two podcasts. You know what I'm saying? I, just, yeah. It's, it's some kind of, it, it, I feel like each day 
no matter how how busy people think they are, there's some way where you can sit down and be like, I'm gonna do this to help me grow. Because sometimes yeah. in your job every day, you go and encounter some growth. Naturally, you may be in some situations where you gotta grow, but it should be like a force. Just like mm-hmm. you eat, just like you feed yourself every day, three meals. I think you should feed yourself your brain at least one time a day, something impactful and informational for yourself. Amen. And um, you know, me and you, as we talked about, we grew up two different lifestyles. Um, and I thought life after college and life was gonna be easy, you know, everything was gonna be handed to me, but that is a lie. <laughs> and because I believe that, because I believe that. You know, I found out how cruel this world can be, man. And, and you at a young age, you know, realized how cruel this world can be and you have to go and get it and, you know, take care of yourself um, because you didn't have, um, you know, you were adopted, didn't have a male figure per se in your life. And mm-hmm. you, the, you know, you learned what this world is at a young age. So can you talk a little bit more about that for us? You know. If, for um, any listeners or, you know, kids that, uh, you know, have been adopted and don't have a male figure because, you know, you've turned out amazing and life could be a lot different for you, but it's all about your mindset as you've talked about. I would say, so the biggest thing, I know it's harder at a young age not to be a follower, but when I say this, I really mean it. Like, just take a step back and look at the people around you. Like, so for me, always athletes, right? Mm-hmm. I, me personally, I never liked hanging out with a lot of my teammates. Like I never did because they were just so different from me. Like literally they looked at me as the lame one because of the kind of person I was like, oh, this guy actually has a heart in a sense. Like I wouldn't just be doing stuff to people and like, <laughs> just like laughing and joking like little kids would do. I'm like, bro, why would you do that? That's how, that's yeah. the kind of person I am. But you have to be okay with that. Like I was okay with it. And that's why I was like in high school basketball, literally all you have to do is work harder than everybody. Like don't go party. It's high school. You don't have any money anyway. What you out there partying for? You can't, you not really can afford that lifestyle. Like people was telling me, like explaining high school, like, man, I, I, I did this in high school. I was like, bro, what the hell was y'all doing? Cause I was just in the house. I was going to the gym. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get prepared for college. I'm trying, like, I was not into those things. And maybe that's why they looked at me weird because nobody else was doing what I was doing. And you see how it turned out, you know what I'm saying? And I think most people who are successful, it comes a time where you just like, okay, how am I going to be different from this guy? And I've all, and every time you go into anything, anything, any ceremony, any kind of speech, any kind of camp, like whether it's a basketball camp, whether it's a band camp, whether they always say, how are you going to be different from the person next to you? Because everybody in here can hoop, but how are you going to be different? I chose to be different with discipline and 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 being different from my my classmates. Like they go out and skip school, or they they even like on the weekends. Some of them were good kids. It's just on the weekends they made different decisions than I did. Mm-hmm. I spent my weekends in the house and being a lame one. They speak they spent their weekends doing other things, and that's why their parents are paying for college. Mm-hmm. And that's not only in basketball, but like. Or even it's not even college. Like you can you cannot go to college and apply yourself in a different way. But that's going to take sacrifice. You're not going to be out there every weekend. Oh, I'm gonna be drinking and you out there smoking and and you out there living it up. You're not going to be successful doing that every weekend because truth be told, you probably learn the most on the weekend if you got a nine to five. Mm-hmm. If you have a nine to five, you learning like I, I'm blessed to be able to not have to work like a normal person because of how I put myself in that position. But most people, if you're not working a nine to five, your weekends are spent. Oh man, let me do this little thing to maybe further this, you know, yeah. that's, that's what I would do. But realistically, mm-hmm. that's what everybody should do because you'll be so much further and your thirties and forties would be much more fruitful if you do it now. So just be different is my long story short to that answer. Be different. I mean, that's powerful. Uh, Cause I'm 31 now and you know, life, uh, by my choices, you know, I was working that nine to five, but, you know, still going out during the week, going out on the weekends, you know, if you went and looked at my room or my house, you know, it was a wreck because I was always trying to have fun. You know, I was never making those sacrifices 
reading those books, you know, um, and to me, church is important, but I never went, or if I did go, it was like, dang, I need to go. It's been a while. I need to go mm. so I can, so I can check this off. Yeah. Um, so my mindset was just never, uh, where it is now. And, you know, I wish that I, uh, had had that mindset, but I didn't. And I'm grateful now to be where I'm at. Um, because there's so much more to life. I'm only 31. Yes. I mean, younger people listening might say, yo, he's old, but no, I have, amen. Like, you know, 60, 70 years, maybe not 70, but I mean, hopefully, uh, but you take what you're given and you make the most of it. And yeah, you have to make sacrifices to get ahead and can't always go and have fun. Life's not always about having fun. Mm-hmm. But to me, see, I'm a different kind of dude. And I say this with everything in me. And I know this is a fact. Everybody say that though. But like me, I'm excited about every day. You can ask mm-hmm. my girl. My girl knows for a fact. Like she'd be like, why are you so damn happy? But I'm like, <laughs> anything like for me, I, I it's an opportunity. It. Yeah. I look at everything as an opportunity. I'm like, I get to do it. Like I get to eat dinner. So I get my mm-hmm. dinner. I'm dancing. I'm like, shit, I'm gonna dance. I'm at the gym. I get to go to the gym. I can walk. Yeah. I can lift. Come on now. I'm about to enjoy this. And people, yeah. most people don't think like that. And they look at me like I'm crazy. But realistically, you don't understand the, the thing. I done been in a dark room in Russia and I yep. don't want to go back there. So I'm in the, in all these days I'm living, I'm going to enjoy them. And I'm going to do everything in my power to continue to grow my brain, grow my yep. net worth, grow my relationships grow my hair, everything needs to grow. You know what I'm saying? Every, amen. And that's, something, and that's something that, you know, I've learned because I always dreaded life in the next day um, mm-hmm. because I brought it on myself, you know, and I keep, you know, those mug shots and me on life support uh, on my phone so I can look at them and be like, at least I'm not there. You know, mm-hmm. I have a lot, I have a lot to be thankful for and be blessed because Life could be a lot different, you know, if I kept living that lifestyle and didn't uh, answer the wake up calls that I was given. And yeah, yeah, every day is an opportunity and I'm blessed to have every day. And uh, because I could, you know, I might not be here um, Mm -hmm. tomorrow. So why not enjoy today? Indeed. And and one thing I'm going to say for indeed, like before, before. I don't know if the podcast about the end, but before I forget, I was going to, I was going to say this. Uh, sometimes in these, in these situations where you're learning, you just learn and take what applies to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody can't be an athlete at App State because that's what everybody used to try to say to me. You, 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 this, you, that, how could you go through anything? I'm like, bro, what the hell you think? I'm just like invincible. I, I just can do all things through Christ. Yes, I can, but like, I'm not Christ. Yeah. Like, good God. Like, it used to be crazy how people used to just be like, you going through something? What? And I'm like, bro, what is what? Is, this is crazy. But like, all I, like, take what applies to you and apply it to your life. And if it can make that area in your life better, allow it to make it better. Because, man, not only will that grow, then once you finish with that, you might want to move on to the next half. And mm-hmm. slowly but surely, you'll become this powerful person and everything in your life will be fruitful. And I believe that. Amen. And I believe that now as before, if you would have asked me, you know, a year ago and prior, I would have said, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> you know, Thanks. I mean, suicide was always on my mind because uh, I was just in a dark place, living a dark lifestyle. I wasn't going anywhere and I wasn't content and I didn't know how to get out of it because I didn't know how to ask for help. My pride. I didn't know how to swallow that. Quick question, quick question. When you finally, when you finally got out of it, was it like, uh, like a light bulb, just like a small little turn and like, man, the light turned on. You're like, man, I finally kind of got this. Like I'm turning the key. And was it that time where you felt that way? Um, when I was sitting in jail, I thought, okay, you know, this sucks, but it's not the end. And the key started to turn, but then um, it really turned when I found out what had happened. Um, And as I've said before, I just remember staring at that clock and was like, what have I done? You know, I got to make that change. So it turned even more. And um, then I went to Honey Lake 
and really made those connections and started, you know, opening up and finding out what a brotherhood was, you know, and people, guys that you can call on in your darkest hours and in the, you know, the happy times too, and just share life with them. Something I never did. Uh, cause I was never growing. I was always, you know, trying to have fun. And if I was with the family, I was always worried about missing out on fun. So never really enjoyed those times at all. And it was very stressful for the family. And, um, and then as time, you know, came or went on after I got back from Honey Lake, uh, end of June last year, um, I would started getting back. I started going back to my therapist and, uh, really working on myself and, you know, being alone has always been hard for me. So, um, jumped into some relationships and, um, one of the first one I, uh, you know, codependencies I've talked about before in a previous, uh, episode being who I thought she wanted me to be and wasn't being true to myself. Um, and so I've really had to examine myself and what I want out of life and just always remembering there's not a day that goes by where I don't, you know, think about laying in that hospital bed with that ventilator, uh, in me. And that has been, you know, what I needed and what has helped me. And then my family and support just encouraging me and, you know, letting me know how proud they are of me and, uh, the difference they've seen and, uh, the people who I surround myself with that, you know, uplift me and help me grow and I'm able to help them grow. So just being able to see how much to life there is and how, you know, I was selling myself short and never amounting to anything because of that. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that you stopped selling yourself short because that is the one thing that can be scary. Like you have, you can think in your head, all these limitations and you, you haven't even really figured out like the basics and you already limiting yourself. Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And I, and we're, we're not the only ones that do it, but like, imagine if you never, if you fell into that, um, that doubt of this podcast, you wouldn't be on episode 24. Yep. But most people be like, nobody want to listen to my podcast. How the hell do you know? You never even started it. So exactly. Nobody going to listen to it because it's not getting up and running. So I'm, I'm just, I'm happy to see somebody else who goes through things and like, I'm not going to be, a, you know, you, you're not going to be a victim of your situation. And like, even though nope. it's one that you built and people, most people be like, ah, I don't feel sorry for them. Like it, you, you overcame it. And it's, uh, Sometimes the biggest enemy is you and that's mm -hmm. okay in certain situations as long as you overcome it. Correct. Because there's a lot of people I've met along the way that, you know, are selling themselves short too. And they're not here today because of that. And I hate to say that. And, mm, that's but crazy. that's the reality of life. And that could have been me, but mm -hmm. you know, God had other plans for me and I'm not going to waste this second chance at life because we all have struggles everyone's going through something or has gone through something and your life, your story can make a huge impact on someone else. Um, because you know, if you talk to someone and share a little bit of your story or what you're going through, mm -hmm. that person might open up and share something they've never shared before. You don't know what doors can be open. Yeah. Um, that's, that's crazy. You said it. I was thinking that too. Sometimes people just be spilling stuff. You'd be like, damn, I'm glad you told me. Cause that seemed like it was bothering you. Yep. Life's crazy. You never know what's going to happen, but it's how you uh, handle life when it comes at you and, you know, prepare for life as well. Uh, life's not all fun and games, as we know. Uh, you got to put in work and with work comes growth and, you know, you can enjoy life and every day live it to the most. Yep. Yes, indeed. And that's that's the biggest thing. Like, I'm just more so I'm, I'm in love with my life. Like, I don't care that I don't have this car. I don't have this amount of money. I don't have that. I don't have, like, I just in love with my life. I love that I wake up, I see my girlfriend and everybody, like, no matter if I'm married to her or not, to me, she's my, my soulmate. You know what I'm saying? Like, I look at mm -hmm. her as that every day, like, no matter if you got a ring or not. So I, I wake up to that, my dogs, like my life, like, you get what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm in, yeah. in love with it. And that's what it's supposed to be. 
because this that's is contagious. Not, yeah, like exactly, and that's what I want. And this is not the begin. This is not the end up. So no. right now, and people get stuck in that. Like, oh, I don't have it right now. And you may not have it for a month, two months, a year. But at the end of the day, you're gonna get it, and you, every day you're taking the right steps to get Correct. it. Correct. So, and you that's the only thing that matters. It. That's the only thing that matters. Yeah, because you you can't give up on it because nothing happens overnight. You know, mm-hmm. you go you go through trials in life, and those trials, you know, make you stronger. And you know, you have growth, but it's how you um, handle them and overcome them, and view and your outlook on life. Yes, indeed, that is. Um, so, before we wrap up, do you have any advice or last things you want to say? Um, Really, I just my my advice is just take take it serious. And if I don't know what kind of mental state a lot of people are in, but if if at the end of the day, if your mental is not right and you're not trying to get it right, it won't ever be right. So I know sometimes people be like, "How do I know if I'm not such and such?" You have people around you that I'm sure can inform you, and I know that you're you have to be at least somewhat aware. Of the lifestyle you have it. And if you can do something about that today, it will not only impact you, but it'll impact everybody around you. And I think that's the most important thing. So if you're going through something, whether it's addiction, whether it's abuse, you know, like whether it's even not physical, mental, like whether even if it's something where you you're a success, like you're getting in success and you don't even know how to handle it or can, you know what I'm saying? Even if it's that, take a step back and reevaluate and come to terms with whatever is in front of you. And if you want to change it, then change it. But if you, you know what I'm saying, if it's what you want it, then let that be. But I think that a lot of people every day they want, they go through the struggle and they want change and don't know how to go about it. So I say, take a step back, evaluate, maybe write some things down, maybe start switching up your, get, you know what I'm saying, your plan, talking to mm-hmm. yourself, whatever it could be to start that process of that self-evaluation. If you haven't started already, I say do that to see if you where you want to be at. Because if you're not, you can get there easily. Yep. And it's not going to happen overnight, but keep doing it one day at a yep. time. And one, one day, day at becomes time. two, and then two becomes four, and four becomes yep. eight, you know? Keep that first at day, it. when you take that step back, you're going to be like, okay, this is that. And that might be enough for you for that day. That might be like, man, I need to work on a lot. And then the next mm-hmm. day, you're like, now where do I start? And then you start yeah. slowly but surely tackling it. Yeah. Like, you know, for me, brushing your teeth every night and taking your medicine, you know, getting in bed at a certain time, mm-hmm. waking up, making your bed. The easy things that most people do every day are challenging to some people. And if you can do those and, you know, grasp those and get those down, then you move on to something else and, you know, tackle those areas in your life that need work. And they might be as simple as, you know, getting to bed at 10 o'clock and waking up at seven, eating breakfast and getting out the door. You know, that's challenging to a lot of people. And once you do that, then you tackle the next thing. You know, there's always room for many wins, those small wins that go a long way. Yep. Because once you've had enough of those, you know, a lot of those days, you know, that starts to become normal and it's a habit. Then you can tackle the next thing. And now you build that confidence and now you've turned yourself into a warrior. Yep, exactly. If you if you never take that leap and, you know, go and get what you want, you're never going to get it. It's always going to be a no because you didn't even try it. Agreed, man. I'm just, I, I appreciate you for having me on the show. And uh, well, thank you. I'm thankful that you were able to share your story with me and I'm able to start, share my story with you because I enjoyed yep. my time on the podcast, man. I really did. Well, I enjoyed having you on and your story is going to help a lot of people because we all have stories and everyone's story, you know, can be used to help somebody else. So thank you. It was an honor to have you on. Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate it. Always. Well, thank you all for tuning in this week to the rabbit hole show. Uh, if you have any questions, comments uh, for any listeners want to come on the show, uh, please shoot us an email, show 21 at gmail.com. And then give us a follow on Instagram for more content and updates. And that's the rabbit hole show, all underscores. And uh, follow and subscribe on uh, YouTube, Spotify, 
or Apple Podcasts. Uh, so thank you again, Shabazz. It was a pleasure. Um, look forward to, you know, staying in touch with you and helping each other grow. Um, so thank you. Yes, sir. I appreciate it, man. I hope I can be on a 120th podcast. <laughs> hey, we'll have you on because, uh, you know, this is helping a lot of people, I feel like. And because, uh, again, we all have struggles and just listening and hearing someone else's story and struggles uh, can help you. So thank you. Yes, uh, indeed. All righty, y'all. Thank y'all and stay tuned for next week's episode.